What's up, everybody? Welcome to Live Life Free. I'm your host, Joshua T. Berglund, and we are being broadcast live on the Live Model Worldwide Multimedia Broadcast Network. Thank you guys for being here today. Today, we're going to go over some myths, facts, and statistics of human trafficking. So we're not going to really spend a lot of time on the sex trafficking side of things. Um, we're going to really shine a light on some of the other forms of trafficking. The one that really honestly some of the things that catch people off guard that they don't expect. Um, this is not going to be morbid by any means. <laughs> some of the other ones have been um, no uh, fringe or gray area here. This is just pretty straightforward statistics. But that, with that said, I do want to get into something that's a little bit more positive, and that is the 12 attitudes of mastery. Now, they're going to refer to God as the all oneness, and I'm okay with that. Uh, because God has many names and many names that most of us couldn't pronounce if we tried. Um, so we're going to get into that and um, before we get into the human trafficking stuff. Because again, I want to, everything for me is about being the best I can be. And, you know, if I put so much focus and so much energy on the negative things of the world, I kind of miss what's great about the world and the opportunity that we have. And I say this all the time and I mean it, uh, but I don't emphasize enough about the, like, look, God's purpose for our life never changes. So regardless of what's going on in the world, it doesn't change. So those promises and those dreams and visions you have are God showing you what's possible. So COVID be damned, your purpose still exists. And it still matters and you're still needed. So less on the negative, more on the positive. Here we go. Love, the most obvious of them all. 12 attitudes of mastery is what this is. Recognition of the truth of the all oneness. The truth. Everything that our creator created was true and awesome. Now, man corrupted it because that's what we do. But in the end... Uh, God is truth and, and everything he's created has a purpose and a meaning and of, and it's of value. Nothing was wasted. Nothing. That means you weren't a waste. And a lot of people believe that unfortunately, but it's just not true. Grace, allowing the all oneness to be what it is, regardless of whether it's, if it suits you or not living perpetual forgiveness, walking in forgiveness, never looking to be offended, giving grace when we are offended, giving grace when we are hurt, but walking in forgiveness. So look, people are going to hurt our feelings. People are going to judge us. People are going to tease us and mock us and make fun of us. And we're going to mess up. You know what? Give yourself some grace too. Gratitude appreciating the all oneness knowing your aliveness look it's it, it's one thing to know that you're alive and go yeah i'm grateful to be alive because you know i've been through a lot of stuff and I'm, I'm alive now but are you really alive are you living are you living in gratitude are you are you focusing on what you don't have or are you focusing on what you do have because this breath that we have is something of value. It is something to have gratitude for. Um, but the ultimate expression of gratitude to me is a living life, living life free 
free from judgment, free from worry, free from insecurity, just full of trust and love and hope. And, and again, walking in forgiveness. It's, a, it's amazing how these all will interconnect. Reverent respect, acknowledging, uh, acknowledging and giving to the all oneness. I think sacrificing ourself and, and saying that I surrender, I trust your will more than mine is one of the most powerful ways that we can do that. Just trusting that God's got you. He created you for a reason. Again, none of that's wasted. Responsibility, co-creating with, serving, and being able to respond to the all oneness. We do co-create with God. God is inside of us. And you know, like if you've asked the question, well, why do we surrender? <laughs> because I think a lot of times we forget that God's inside of us. There's a piece of God inside of us. We can try to take over more. We can try to play God with our own lives. But I think co-creating is being in flow with why God created us and our purpose and being in line with that and not getting distracted from what's going on over here or over here. Make sense? Trust. Knowing the power and love of the all oneness. Man. <laughs> Just knowing, being able to trust that when we're being prompted by God inside of us, the spirit, when we're being prompted to, to, to make a bold decision, to take a leap of faith, trusting that God's got us. That's big. Accountability. Being in a state of truth with the all oneness. Can't lie to God. <laughs> as much as I've tried, you can't lie to God. Impeccability. Upholding and protecting the, the all oneness. You know, I think to... To me, this means loving yourself, loving the perfect creation that you are, loving the perfect creation that I am. And you're like, well, with all my mistakes and flaws, yeah, sure. But knowing that you are God's perfect creation and acting accordingly, it also means that you're making loving decisions for yourself. You're not hurting yourself. You're not making harmful decisions for yourself. You're living impeccably mindfulness this is where i struggle with this one because you know if i was being honest with you which i'm going to be i'm aware of the times that i switch that i you know allow myself to take you know become a different person and i'm aware of that so most of the time i can stop it when i'm not aware and i switch then all of a sudden things get out of control and i just went through this and it's because I wasn't being mindful. I was distracted. I wasn't present. Therefore, I could not see the warning signs. And that's something I get to work on, and I am. Fearlessness. Recognizing the eternal, infinite nature and unconditional love of the all oneness. All I want to say is this. God, any, any situation that you're in that's unsavory, that's not awesome that stinks that whatever just know there are circumstances that you deal with hardships that you face they're there to teach you something they're there to show you to guide you to to maybe let you overcome something that you've been through before it's there to teach you something 
um, you know, when, when those situations happen. But the thing is, be fearless because you're in that situation, but God's got you. God's got you. He's going to protect you. He's going to look out for you. And again, if he urges you or prompts you to take a bold step, just know that God, <laughs> there's no reason to fear because God's going to protect you in anything that you experience that's unsavory, that you don't like. Remember, it's a teaching moment. There's a reason why people can have gratitude for the trauma they've experienced in their life. Engage detachment, permitting the all oneness to be without assigning critique, condemnation, con condemnation, or value judgment, understanding the isness of validating the all oneness. I honest to God have no idea what that means. Joy, choosing to be the embodied all oneness. Ah, joy, such one of my favorite things of all time is joy because there truly, truly, truly comes a time in your life that you get to have joy for all that has happened to you or happened for you and living in joy in the present moment because that is truly the ultimate form of gratitude. All right, so we're going to take a quick musical break and uh, we'll be right back. I think you'll like the song.
distracted myself completely uh, with the uh, playing with different things here and forgive me because we are I'm working on making this camera work and I hope I don't just gotta love AI <laughs> I'm learning all the functionalities of this camera so it can like chase me all over the house and uh, you know I, I'm really, really impressed with all this coverage. So anyway, I'm done messing around now. So um, this is Live Life Free. I'm your host, Joshua T. Bergelin. Welcome back. And uh, we are live, so this is the furthest thing from perfect. And I'm even barefooted. You know how they show the news anchors? Like, <laughs> you, they're all dressed up in their suit, and then they got shorts on or underwear, and then they're barefooted or in flip-flops. Well, in my case, because I keep kicking my toe, I'm barefooted today. So anyway, but welcome to Live Life Free. Uh, today, as I said, we're gonna get into some different stuff uh, that's a little bit less like hard to, hard to digest. Um, oh, one thing though, before I do that, I wanna get into, I wanna show you this. I'm excited about this. And listen, I've, um, I don't promote a whole lot on this show. And the reason why is because there's very, or I shouldn't say I don't promote a lot. I promote what I believe in. I talk about what I care about. I talk about what I believe. I, I talk about what I believe in and I talk about who I believe in. Hence why, even though this is a secular show, I talk about Jesus. Can't help it. I just can't. Like I was asked to speak at a, speak at MC at an event coming up in Atlanta. And I don't, <laughs> I very rarely will I get excited about someone's event because I typically don't believe in a lot of what the speakers are selling. I've been a part of a lot of different coaching programs that I didn't finish because I'm like, this is crap. I can just do this in the Bible. I can, I can get all the information I need in the Bible. Okay. Best business book there is. Um, I can learn all I will need to know about confidence I can learn, I, I can do all of those things. 
And 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 look, so it's rare. The point is, it's rare that I will throw my support at anyone that's organizing uh, a coaching business, that's uh, a speaking event, get your book sold. I do not do that because I've seen too many people get hurt. With that said, with that long introduction into this, this speaking training boot camp that's coming up, uh, you guys can check it out. So sign up today for a professional, let's see, speaking training boot camp and take your stage presence to the next level. The woman who's organizing this is one of the best human beings I know. Uh, not only does she have an amazing publishing company, uh, which she's actually taken. We, we self-published our book, The Devil Inside Me, but we end up taking it down because now we're working with her publishing company and they're terrific. And the thing I know about Orly is this, everything she says she's gonna do, she does. And that is not the case with a lot of speakers, a lot of people that are teaching you how to become authorities in your industry. And look, let's face it, if you're not on stages, if you're not speaking on TV, you're not really an authority in your industry because media is that powerful. It's that important. And all you do, I don't care if you're a plastic surgeon, dermatologist, you're an attorney, you're a, an esthetician, you're someone like me who's just overcome a lot and you, you talk about it. I, when I first started, I wish that I had known about Orly. And I'm grateful that I learned how to navigate a lot of this stuff in my, in, on my own. And I've had the opportunities to learn from some of the best people in the industry. That said, I wouldn't necessarily sign up for the courses because that's where the disappointment comes in. Orly's course, this, this speaker's boot camp, is going to be awesome. I've seen firsthand what happens with her clients. They're successful. They're crushing it. They're doing an amazing job. So you guys check this out. Um, this is, there's just so much there, but go to speaker, speakertrainingbootcamp.com. Check it out. This is one of the most affordable things that you can do um, as far as these types of trainings. It's going to be in Irving, Texas, November 1st and 2nd, but check it out. I'm going to put this in the, uh, the blog that we post after this, and it's, I'm telling you, it is worth going to. But look at this, start your presentation with a bang, make your presentation memorable. And here's the thing, like I've done 400, over 400 episodes uh, of various broadcasts that I've done, Gratitude Unfiltered, you know, Live Life Free, this one that we're on. And there's so much that I don't know. Like I just go up and do it. I have no structure, but you know what? I also hurt myself because I don't have the training that's necessary that a lot of people are looking for. There's very few people out there that are looking for somebody just to come on stage and, and just started talking about everything that they want to talk about and just letting it rip. There's very few people that, you know, that, that organize events that want someone like that, that want someone that doesn't have a, a set speech, that has their 30 minute, their 45, their 60, their five minute speech. Like these things are all necessary. And so, this course is going to teach you everything that you need to know to make money speaking and be recognized. I'm telling you, like, I, I trust Orly. 
uh, who, again, who has put this event on. I trust her with everything in me, hence why I'm on her board. Um, I love, and we do other business together. It's because she does what she says she's going to do, and you definitely check this out. So go to speakertrainingbootcamp.com. Um, if you have questions, just message me. Um, but then there's the email at the very, very bottom here that you can, uh, you, if you want information, like just tell them that I sent you, okay? I don't know if there's any discounts available. I don't know any of that stuff. I just know that this course is going to be great, and I highly recommend it because I've seen, and I'm recommending it from this. I have not taken it, but I have seen the success of her other clients, and that screams of volumes. And I know the work that they do on the publishing side of things, and it is absolutely incredible. So don't want to spend any more time with that. Uh, thank you for being patient with me there. And uh, myths, facts, and statistics of human trafficking. So who is vulnerable? Human trafficking can happen to anyone, but some people are more vulnerable than others. Significant risk factors include recent migration or relocation, substance users, mental health concerns, involvement with the child welfare system, and being a runaway or homeless youth. Often traffickers identify or leverage the victim's vulnerabilities in order to create dependency. That's pretty powerful. So myth number one, human trafficking is always or usually a violent crime. The reality is the most persuasive, pervasive myth, the most the most pervasive myth about human trafficking is that it often involves kidnapping or physically forcing someone into a situation. In reality, most traffickers use psychological means such as tricking, defrauding, manipulating, or threatening victims into providing commercial sex or explorative labor. Again, it's not just sex trafficking. I think I shared this on the last broadcast. Sometimes, sometimes it's the, the, the clothes that we're wearing are made by people that are being trafficked and forced into, well, in this case, they call it exploitive labor. And that's what it is. Taking advantage of kids to force them into labor, to work for pennies on the dollar, for pennies an hour. No one wants that crap. Like, that's, that's just as awful. In some of these conditions, of course, I don't know. I've never worked in an Amazon warehouse, but <laughs> some of the reports that are coming out of there sounds like exploitive labor to me. But all human trafficking involves sex. The reality is, human trafficking is one. It, human trafficking is the use of force, fraud, or coercion to get another person to provide labor or commercial sex. Worldwide experts believe. There are more situations of labor trafficking than of sex trafficking, but there is a much wider awareness of sex trafficking in the U.S. other than labor trafficking. I did not know that. I really didn't. But I guess it makes sense. God, it makes me think. You know, with all the contract manufacturing that's done overseas in the Philippines and and Vietnam and China, uh, even even in the Middle East, there's boy. This brings up a lot of questions. Like, how many of us are involved in trafficking 
like of, 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 of like labor trafficking, how many of us are unknowingly contributing to that? That's a sobering thought. I mean, I, that's a reality that I don't even think I want to deal with because where's my jacket from? <laughs> I mean, seriously, but how do we know? Oops. I just broke my watch. Made in Vietnam. Who knows who made my jacket? But that kind of like, and you know, what an inconvenience to call up the manufacturer and go, hey, did kids make my jacket? Did slaves make my jacket? I, I don't think that that is something, we, I, I, how many of us are really doing that? What does it take to fight this? I've completely got off track here, but it's kind of mind-numbing to think about. Like everything in my house, like was it made? Like how was it made? Am I contributing to this cause? Oh, I don't really like that feeling. So myth, the other myth, myth number three, traffickers target victims they don't know. What's the truth? Many survivors have been trafficked by romantic partners, including spouses or by family members, including parents. Only undocumented foreign nationals get trafficked in the United States. Boy, this is going to be one of those things where, you know, they talk about assuming things because I've assumed a lot. So let's find out the truth. Polaris has worked on thousands of cases, and this, by the way, is for the, the Polaris Project. Polaris has worked on thousands of cases of trafficking involving foreign national survivors who are legally living or working in the United States. Legally, legally. These include survivors of both sex and labor trafficking. Jeez. Myth number five, only women and girls can be victims of and survivors of sex trafficking. I know that that's not true. Men and boys are also victimized by sex traffickers. LGBTQ boys and young men are seen as particularly vulnerable to trafficking. You know, I want to speak to that. Because this is where it hits home for me. Um... You know, it's hard. Like there's this, there's societal norms that take place or that we expect, right? And in one of the things that's changed in my lifetime is the view of people that are LGBTQ. And so the people are more aware of it, more people are coming out, but still it's really uncomfortable. And I think about when I was really, really struggling growing up and I didn't know what was real for me. In fact, there's, I still deal with that now. Uh, it, it's, there's a very, you feel alone. I feel alone. I felt alone. Like no one understood. And 
I remember many times as a kid that I didn't understand what was going through my mind. I, I, I understood, I didn't understand why I was having the thoughts that I was having, why I was having the nightmares that I was having, why I didn't understand a lot. And I sure as heck didn't know I had someone I could talk to. That in itself is hell for a lot of people. So what happens? A lot of people run away. A lot of people feel like they don't belong. So then they seek out people that make them feel welcome. And typically when you're an outcast or a misfit, you're seeking other misfits. And a lot of misfits, and I'm not saying that, you know, all misfits do this, but misfits and outcasts fall into the comforts of drugs, sex, and other things. This makes people susceptible. Because when you're under the influence of a narcotic, especially, you become susceptible to a lot of things. Um, Being controlled, being manipulated, being lied to, falsely believing that you can trust somebody. And so you develop a relationship with them. And only when it's too late do you find out that maybe you couldn't trust them. But the consequences of all the events that took place in that time, all the things that you did with the person you thought you could trust, can leave you, again, alone, more alone. But now maybe you have some PTSD to go along with it. And, and you seek out comfort by, with more drugs or more sex. Again, it's just like when there's these cycles that go on and on and on and on, and it takes you to a place that is really hard to come back from because you're not thinking in that moment clear-headed that, oh, I know what I can do. I can get in the Bible and everything's going to be okay. I can... I can, I can, I can just ask Jesus to help me. I'm going to tell you something right now. There's a lot of people that are scared just to say God's name. And, 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 and there's a lot of people that have never even known about God to even think to call out to God. So what do they do? They look for another friendly face. They look for whatever substance took away the pain before. And this is what they do. It's for over 20 years, well over 20 years, I, my comfort, my savior, if you will, loosely said, not my real savior, is that it was, it was drugs and sex, sex and drugs, drugs and sex, sex and drugs. So boys are victims of this too. And I didn't mean to spend so much time on this, but this one, again, it hits home for me because the women focus is women, but there's a lot of little boys out there that are being taken advantage of. And those little boys that get taken advantage of, I know in my case, and I'll speak for myself, 
they turn into monsters. You know, I can't speak for what happens with women because I'm not inside of a woman's head, but I know what happened with me. And I wasn't trafficked as a boy, but I did experience, you know, the abuse, the, the mental abuse, the physical abuse, the sexual abuse, all those things. And it's, and, it, and, it, and, it, and it's not fun. So anyway, I, I don't want to spend too much time there. Sorry. Human trafficking only happens in illegal or underground industries. Not true. As we talked about, some of the clothes that we wear. Human trafficking. Human trafficking cases have been reported and prosecuted in industries, including restaurants, cleaning services, construction, factories, and more. Another myth, human trafficking involves moving, traveling, or transporting a person across state or national borders. Human trafficking is often confused with human smuggling, which involves illegal border crossing. In fact, the crime of human trafficking does not require any movement whatsoever. Survivors can be recruited and trafficked in their own hometowns, even their own homes. Another myth, if the trafficked person consented to be in their initial situation, then it cannot be human trafficking or against their will because they knew better. The reality is, Initial consent to commercial sex or labor setting prior to acts of force, fraud, or coercion, or if the victim is a minor in a sex trafficking situation, is not relevant to the crime, nor is payment. Hmm. People being trafficked are physically unable to leave their situations locked in or held against their will. I know this one's not true. That is sometimes the case, though. More often, however, people in trafficking situations stay for reasons that are more complicated. Some lack the basic necessities to physically get out, such as transportation or a safe place to live. Some are afraid for their safety. Some have been so effectively manipulated that they, they do not want to identify at that point as being under the control of another person. How many of you are that way? Like, how many of you have heard of situations like this? How many of you are stuck in an abusive relationship that you don't want to leave for these reasons? It's no different. It's really not. Here's the other myth. Labor trafficking is only and primarily a problem in developing countries. Oh, God, no. Labor trafficking occurs in the United States in other developed countries, but is reported at a lower rate than sex trafficking. Why is that, I wonder? All commercial sex is human trafficking. All commercial sex, that's another myth. All commercial sex involving a minor is legally considered human trafficking. Commercial sex involving an adult is human trafficking if the person providing commercial sex is doing so against his or her will as a result of force, fraud, or coercion. Last one, 
People in active trafficking situations always want help getting out. Every trafficking situation is unique and self-identification as a trafficking victim or survivor happens along with continuum. Fear, isolation, guilt, shame, misplaced loyalty, and expert manipulation are among the many factors that may help a person from seeking help or identifying as a victim, even if they are, in fact, being actively trafficked. Man, you know, some of that stuff is just so heavy. Um, And I think it's sobering to me because being forced to work against your will, or if you're not even mature enough to do it, like what is the psychological harm on that? Like, it, I mean, I have to admit, like I, I, I knew that there was slave labor, I'm not an idiot, but you know, I mean, there's something about reading that that just kind of made me go, what? These, the clothes that I wear, the, the, the things that I'm buying, like, am I contributing to this? And if I am, how do I change it? It's, I, I want to use this analogy, and it's probably not the best one. Um, it's probably not the best analogy. But they talk about, in the Bible, when they talk about sin, right? If you don't know you're sinning, is it really sin? Is it? I mean, that's, and I believe there's scripture that says, well, really it's not. But the focus here should be, once you're aware of sin, what do you do about it? What do you do about it if you're aware? Don't you have to do something about it? So the whole point of... These broadcasts, like even though some of it is like, it's not necessarily this, that, it's not entertaining. It's not really fun to watch. And and I guess when there's those, no, the nonprofit organizations out there that talk about bringing awareness to trafficking, maybe this is the point, is that you expose the statistics so people are aware of it, so they wake up and decide, hey, I'm going to do something about this. So in that spirit, yes. This is what we're doing, is helping you become aware of all of the different possibilities. So maybe, possibly, you stand up and fight and do something about it. You do something to say, no more. You do something to say, you know what, I'm not going to do this. I'm going to be more aware of what I buy. I'm going to be, I think we talked about this, about awareness or mindfulness. I'm going to be more mindful of the places that I'm buying clothes from or where they're made from, or I'm going to look into where they're bought because I don't want to contribute to that. What we're doing at the Live Law, uh, the, what we are doing at the You Are My Light Foundation is, again, this is the purpose of this is to bring awareness to certain situations, but the actual foundation, the You're My Light Foundation, what we're doing is we're part of the rehabilitation process. We're there to provide the safe place for them to go, for the, the victims that have been rescued. There's organizations that rescue human trafficking victims. 
Well, we're here in support of them to help the victims rehabilitate in a safe place, get the care that they need, but also get the education that they need to be able to go on and live a life on their own. Because some of these victims, some of the victims are, 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 are there because of insecurity, like financial insecurity, food insecurity, job insecurity, having no place to go, not having any hope. So we're there to give them the hope and to show them a way out, to show them that they don't have to live that way anymore. So thank you guys so much for being here. Again, please check out, um, well, actually, go to youremylightfoundation.org. Uh, we have an event coming up September 30th. We'd love to see you in Dallas, Texas. Um, you're, you being there, we're gonna broadcast it uh, online also and uh, you'll be able to make donations, but please support what we're doing. Uh, go to the youaremylightfoundation.org and, and be part of the change. Be a part of the solution. We need your help. We're, our goal is to raise $7.4 million, and um, every penny counts. Thank you for being here. God bless you. See you soon.